This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us as we begin Season 3 of our podcast with the message from our annual Fall Kickoff Sunday, September 11th, 2022. This is Pastor Emma Peterson with a message based on our theme for the new program year, New Growth from Deep Roots. Between 10 and 12,000 years ago, the glacial ice sheets that once covered the land we now call Iowa began to retreat. Gradually, the climate began to warm. As it warmed, the spruce and pine trees that grew during the glacial period began to die off, and prairie gradually established itself across the landscape. A prairie is an interdependent ecosystem comprised of grasses and flowering plants, animals that make the prairie land their habitat, and rich, nutrient-dense soil formed in part by fires frequently sweeping across the terrain. A prairie's living mass exists primarily below ground, with deep, intricate root systems extending far below the surface. When a fire sweeps across a prairie, the grasses and flowering plants above ground are burned, but the root system remains unharmed. This dead material feeds the soil, and the deep root system grows new vegetation. Prairies, unlike any other ecosystem, intimately know the intricate balance between life and death. The fire kills and cleanses what is above ground so that new life may grow in its place. Over thousands of years, the continuous cycle of life and death on the prairie created the rich black soils of Iowa that today grow crops that feed the world. Now, only 1% of Iowa's landscape is comprised of prairie land. Agricultural methods that lack diversity are threatening the health of our state's once unrivaled soil. Corporate farming and urban sprawl are eating up what could be reconverted into prairie land. Our ignorance about the essential nature of prairie ecosystems is threatening their already tenuous resilience. Losing the prairie for good would mean losing the genetic and biological diversity that is essential to a healthy earth. There is a considerable movement of Iowa folks devoted to protecting the scant remnants of the original prairie that persists restoring prairie encroached on by non-native plants, and reconstructing prairie on land it once inhabited and lost. Those devoted to restoring Iowa's prairie lands have perhaps been touched not only by the unique beauty of an open prairie, 
but by the way the prairie demonstrates themes of the human experience, such as resilience and rootedness, magnificence and purpose, and life and death. A friend of mine has devoted a section of his own property to restoring prairie land. After a particularly brutal year, personally and collectively, he got his first tattoo, a yellow coneflower, some of its flowers in, flu in full, glorious bloom, other stalks broken by some unknown force. The roots, spindly and abundant, travel down the length of his forearm, spanning a much shorter distance than the root system of an actual yellow coneflower. A monarch butterfly alights from the plant. The roots of a yellow coneflower, like the rest of the flora found growing in prairies, extend feet and feet below the surface. And its flowers, even if damaged or broken, continue to flower and grow, even if they are connected by only the thinnest membrane of a stem. I'm thinking about prairie land this morning because our theme for this church year is new growth from deep roots. Through this theme, we acknowledge the fire we have come through, the challenge of the last two and a half years, and the way it has transformed our community. Perhaps now we have a clearer vision of the after we have so long been journeying to in the liminal space that followed the before. Perhaps now we can nurture the growth we have been hoping for, for such a long time. New growth from deep roots. Metaphors abound with this theme and its evocative imagery inspire us, inspired us as we sought to articulate what we were envisioning for this year ahead. But I like this image of a prairie, so sacred to this land we call home. I have always been comforted by the cycles of life and death, the way circumstances come and go from our lives, offering an opportunity for resurrection or rebirth. Every death is a birth, every ending, is a new beginning, a chance for something new to emerge. New growth from deep roots. Homage to the fact of the strength of this beloved community, which has persisted over a period of tremendous uncertainties, fear and risks, before and after, life and death. Celebration for what we can build now as we have stuck together throughout unknowns, pivoting our focus to what we can continue to build. Recently, I read the book, Finding Your People, Building Deep Community in a Lonely World by Jenny Allen. I have this sort of, sort of bad habit of reading books by evangelical authors whose theologies I often take issue with in an effort to soak in the spiritual resources I'm seeking. 
I'm looking to both be moved and prepared to be annoyed. <laughs> Alan's book checked all those boxes. I'm not entirely clear on her theology and even a deep dive of the website where she advertises her women's group curriculum doesn't really provide a clear explanation of exactly what it is she believes, and that in itself makes me suspicious. Uh, I know that she has a conviction that Jesus Christ died to, to save sinners and that God is a capital he, him. Whatever. I'm skeptical of Alan's positions. I'm concerned she hasn't done significant work unpacking her own internalized privilege and white supremacy. And I'm suspicious she believes some hateful things about trans people. But her book, Find Your People, makes some good points, admittedly, and I'll be carrying them ahead in this year. Alan and I agree that individualistic American culture is harming us all deeply. She would probably call individualism a sin. And if you'll recall my reframing sin for you use sermon several months back, I would agree with her. She thinks that the nuclear family as the be all end all of one's community is a tremendously raw deal. We are definitely in agreement about that. I won't get into the weeds about what we don't agree on because we have a lot of fun things planned this afternoon and a packed service already. Don't look at the clock. But if you want to hear me rant about how evangelical Christians miss the point in so many ways, find me after service. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Alan believes we need to reconstruct the villages our ancestors lived in and the villages many cultures today continue to live in, cultures that are measurably happier, have higher quality of life, and live longer. This is for the good of our well-being and, frankly, our collective salvation. I agree with her there, too. Our methods regarding how to go about building our villages differ. She seems to sort of miss the point that a lot of the folks in her village are there because she has the privilege to pay them to be there. Except for one, we both agree that the place where the village is built is the church. Churches, synagogues, mosques, and other spiritual gathering places are the last truly intergenerational communities in our culture today. At church, families and kids, couples, single people, elderly folks, Gen Xers, I'm mentioning you specifically because everybody forgets you exist. <laughs> there, yep. And young adults gather together for the purposes of spiritual growth and fellowship. Our covenant begins. We gather together in the spirit of love. This place exists for the purpose of loving one another and loving this place. As it is, we do an excellent job caring for our church, the building, and its mission. But imagine how much stronger this church could be if we cared for one another as well as we care for it, what if we transformed the interconnected web beyond our walls for the purposes of supporting and caring for one another in our day-to-day -day lives? <laughs>
Imagine the new growth our deep roots could nourish if we gave up some of our independence and refocused on interdependence. Mutual dependence is the core of the village, and the village is the key to our collective salvation. Now, some of you are likely pushing back at me right now. You are probably thinking we do care for each other very well, and you're not wrong. We do love each other well. But I wouldn't be surprised if some of that pesky individualism dominates your internal monologue most of the time. You likely spend a lot more time helping others than you do allowing them to help you. This year, I'd like to suggest you try two things. Consider them spiritual practices. First, when you're struggling with something, be it a persistent, gloomy mood, uncertainty about your present or future circumstances, or a broken refrigerator you've needed to haul to the dump for ages, call someone from this community for help. Al has a truck if you have a fridge. <laughs> call someone for help. Ask if you could talk for a while, or if they'd like to get together right then for a cup of coffee. Reach out and make connections. Allow this beloved community to truly become the village our spirits are longing for. Second, if someone asks for help, be it a request for volunteers to teach RE, some weeding in the pollinator garden, or a listening ear during a difficult time, Say yes. Say yes and show up. Be the active member of the village the beloved community needs. You'll find that both allowing yourself to be cared for and caring for this place and those who belong to it, fill your heart with equal measure. This year, enjoy the stable feeling of the CVUU's deep roots. Find comfort and celebrate in our continued resilience. And find new ways to nurture new growth, both for yourself and for this community. New growth from deep roots. Today, after the service, we're having a party. We have, we have abundant food and drink, live music from our very own Burning Heretics, and a good old-fashioned UU drum circle, and games for kids and adults alike. This kickoff party was organized by our membership and marketing committee, inspired by a desire to simply be together having fun. I hope that today is the continued beginning of a trend where we regularly gather simply for the sake of good fellowship. And I hope this year you'll refer often to our yearly theme. I know that I'll be meditating on the evocative imagery and the promises within the metaphors in the year ahead. I am so proud of this community, and I am so grateful for all that we have weathered these last two and a half years. And I am so excited 
to see what we can grow. May it be so because we make it so. Amen and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors from anywhere to virtually attend our services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.